Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Ready? Yep. Let's go. Let's laugh. We are imperfect after all. Okay. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Us podcast. I'm Leanne Camilleri. And I'm Lisa Downs. As co-hosts of the Imperfect Us podcast, we will share relatable stories that celebrate that we are perfectly imperfect humans leading perfectly imperfect lives. We will be sharing these stories through open and honest conversations with our extraordinary guests. And together we'll discover practical and evidence-based strategies that will enable us to navigate the constant challenges and changes of everyday life. We are thrilled to share these conversations as we draw on the science of wellbeing and positive psychology, and we uncover the barriers that might hold us back from being our authentic selves and turn them into opportunities so that we can show up more consistently doing what we really aspire to do and who we want to be. We'd like to acknowledge the Wadarung and Ghana people who are the traditional custodians of the beautiful lands on which this podcast is being recorded. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and extend this respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples from other communities who are here with us today. So let's get started. Yay. And recording. Professor David Clutterbuck is one of Europe's most prolific authors and thinkers on management. He has authored and co-authored over 70 books and leads a global network of mentoring experts and trainers. David is visiting professor in coaching and mentoring at both Oxford Brooks and Sheffield Hallam Universities. His recurrent theme is that improving the quality of conversations helps people and organisations make better decisions and helps achieve ambitions. So let's dive in. David, thank you so much for joining us today. We'd love to hear about what led you to the wonderful work that you do. Thank you. Um, Of course, like my first, on a podcast on imposter syndrome, the first thing that I have to say, do I really belong here? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now you're the man with the humour. I love it. (laughs) Yes, you you are. (laughs) But but I think my, my, my... journey has been one of, of, of discovery, of, of, of curiosity. Mm. Um, I, I was, um, I, I'm going I'm to be 75 in, uh, in a few months time. And um, I'm re- sort of reviewing, I, I hate ego product projects. I'd, so um, I, I'm, I'm not, but, I, but I'm doing for my, my 75th book is going to be, or, or is going to be, is a collection of the, the concept frameworks and theories that I've developed over 50 years wow. um, <clears throat> um, of research. Um, and I owe it all, I think, to a wonderful teacher. Mm. Uh, his name was Wilf Tallis, <clears throat> and he was my first mentor, although I'd never heard of mentoring that's, at that stage. And in, in our English lessons, he would just deviate into all sorts of wonderful things, um, astronomy, architecture, um, algebra, all sorts of things. And, 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 and you suddenly see connectedness between things. Mm-hmm. And, and that, 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 that sense of wonder and curiosity is really what, what, what's driven me in, in, my, uh, in my, my life, my research. Um, and it's, what, and it's, it's also that curiosity that I try and kindle in other people. And see that natural link to, you know, the field of coaching for you with that curiosity and trying to listen to those 
people and what's coming up with a sense of real curiosity and wonder about them. I can see you're natural at that because of that curiosity that you've built from very, very early on. Love that. It's a lot of interest in dialogue. Mm. You know, and there's a big difference between debate and discussion and dialogue. And, mm. and you know, dialogue is where you create new meaning and, and you can only um, really have dialogue if you're truly attending and listening to the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's that it's that deep listening that I think is quite fascinating. And 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 um I find some of the research from INSEAD, for example, really interesting about extroverts and introverts. Yeah. Because there's the assumption that leaders, effective leaders, are people who are extroverts. But actually the evidence is 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 actually marginally, um, there's not a lot in it, but large marginally, people prefer introvertly, inter slightly introverted leaders mm. um, because they listen more. True. Ah. I did not know that. What an interesting finding. It's a big finding. It's a wonderful finding. There's so much research in that little piece, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, finding these things, I, I, my, my, my life has been devoted to, to, to you know, for the last 30 years to asking the, what I call bloody difficult questions. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Had to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, for example, who the, who the hell do you think you are to have imposter syndrome? Mm. Um, uh, and uh, that's what we uh, say to ourselves all the time david don't you worry about that yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the, the difficult question the question that nobody normally thinks of asking mm. and we do it in our coaching we do it in many other many other parts of our of our of our, of our work and our, and our lives um mm. so the constantly fight seeking seeking the right question is much more important than seeking the right answer but I'm just wondering if you could share a story when maybe you had a really big imposter thought that it had shown up for you in some way or even a client. And what did you learn about yourself at that time? Well, my main sport these days is ice skating. I've been doing it for about 30 oh, years. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm, I'm struggling now to spin. I mean, I can do, can do spin and jump, but I'm struggling to do a lot of the things I used to do. Yeah. Age, age finally catch, catches up with you. Yeah. Um, but... I used to think I could, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd go for a test, you know, to, so you could get your next grade. And, and, <laughs> and I'm always going for things like that with, with, with a great deal of trepidation. Um, mm. uh, and, and so I, I find, you know, when I'm in those kinds of situations, I, I, I do suffer from, from imposter. I, I, I'm really, you know, because, largely because of, of a long history of being, not realizing I was quite, quite a bit dyspraxic, actually. No, okay. Um, um, and, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't clap in time. Ah. Uh, and so, so, um, so that all, so, so that there's a whole set of, of stuff there that tells me that, you know, um, actually you're not going to be any good at this, which means that the impact on me <laughs> is that I actually, it deepens my, the, the fact that I never, I don't bother to compete with other people. Yeah. Ah. I actually compete with myself. But I, but I, but I, but it may, but stepping back and say, <clears throat> why do I need to measure myself against other people? Mm. They're good at what they do, but I'm good at other things that I do. So oh, <clears throat> I don't yeah. have to be brilliantly flexible. Um, I, I don't have to do a double salco, just a single salco will do fine. <laughs> that's, an, <laughs> that's actually brilliant for me. <laughs> um, yeah, and for a 75 year, nearly 75 year old, it's okay. I can, I can, I'm, I'm content mm. with what I, with what I can do, and so I've learned to talk to myself and, and actually accept the limitations, but the value of actually working within those limitations and just setting and then comparing not with other people, but comparing mm. with myself. 
I love that, David. And and I'm curious to ask, you know, on that, with how you've, um, you know, approached those imposter thoughts, your um, experience um, as a as a coach, um, ha- has it been easy for you to draw on on those, um, I guess, principles or, or um, practices that that um, that might help you manage those thoughts? Well, absolutely. It's about taking small steps and coming to the edge. There's a wonderful poem called Come to the Edge, um, which is all about you. Just, you know, and, and eventually, the, come to the edge and then the bird flies. And, and I think it's taking mm. small steps just, just and, 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 and confronting the fears mm. and, and actually seeing the fears that we have as actually there for a good reason and, and, and acknowledging them and embracing them. Um, yeah. the scariest thing I've done I've, I've, I have a new I set myself a new challenge every year to do something um, so and that's and, and that's ranged from uh, um, quite simple things like um, like um, learning to be a masseur for example um, through oh, wow. to, um, skydiving and the scariest one of the lot was learning to be a stand-up comedian oh, that's <laughs> where you get your humor from <laughs> love it yep <laughs> And, and, and you, you graduated in, in, a, in, a, in a large theatre with about three, four hundred people in it. Oh, wow. A whole row of gay bikers at the back, which, which was hilarious. Um, that would have um, been. <laughs> um, um, and you've got to go on stage and, and you've got to perform for 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and, you know, and, and get the audience with you. Um, and, you know, here's me. I've been used to standing up within large audiences, audiences of several thousand sometimes. Mm. Um, to do that to, to, and get people, make people laugh. Yeah. Is, that's, that's much more scary. And, and, and you have to go into it by actually saying, well, let's find the fun in this. Mm. You know? um, and not taking oneself too seriously. Mm. So laughing yeah. at myself rather than, um, you know, than, than you know, not than trying to get the audience to laugh at me or with me. Um, um, <laughs> That's a contagion effect, isn't it? So when you see somebody laugh, you laugh with them. So it's actually probably a really good strategy, isn't it, as a um, stand-up comedy? Comedy. Oh my gosh! And it, and, and the, the key to the key to that was actually getting the audience with you know to start right mm. from that right, right from stage one. The one that's one of the things that the course taught me. There was so much in that, Leanne, that I was just thinking about. Is that real? What I was hearing a lot of in with you, David, it was that self awareness and the mm. mindset. That your mindset was very much about looking for the good things all of the time. So you you have that natural ability to be optimistic and look for a better option. Um, when you're toying with that imposter thought. So, I, yeah, there were the two really beautiful things I've found out of that. So thank you, David. Yeah, and, and just being in the moment, you know, um, it, it, I think when we sort of start to go off with those imposter thoughts, so, you know, or that self-doubt, if we start holding its hand and going down the path with it, yeah, it you know, it, it's quite start, just, yeah. it's just a spiral <laughs> down, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. When something is inevitable, yeah, yeah. when you're on the stage, and you can't, you know, there's no, you're no going back. <coughs> you, 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 there's something that takes over. Yes. Going to autopilot. It, it's a bit like um, I, I tried a couple of times and absolutely enjoyed um, ski parascending um, with, a, oh. with a tandem, I have to say. Oh, um, gosh. Where you ski off the side of the mountain um, with a parachute and, uh, behind you. Um, and that, yeah, and, and you know, the, you, you're, you're quite relaxed and so forth. And they said, right, off we go. And 
everybody that's doing it for the f- f- first time, you suddenly you, you shoot off and, and you suddenly you're in the air. You've just shot off the side of a mountain in the air and everybody goes. <laughs> <laughs> that, we, could have, we should have done a beep. <laughs> Love it. But, oh. but, you know, but with the fact that you're committed and that once you've done yeah. that, you know, okay, so you're over the worst of it. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Me That's too. a bit like what you were saying about the um, come to the edge and that jump over. Mm. That initial we, fear, it's, uh, but go and fly. One of the tools that I use a lot in my coaching is something called scripting. <clears throat> when we get people to think about how they respond in situations where mm. they do feel that they're an imposter um, yeah. or they feel unable to be their true self. Mm. Uh, and, and it's all about looking at what happens to you just, be, just before that moment. So yeah. what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And particularly the body. And if you change your body position to a body position that's confident, um, and that, mm. you know, instead of exactly. going small, you grow mm. big, your hands down beside you, 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 you put your, your head up, you breathe more effectively. Mm. And then you take your time and you say what you're going to say. Yeah. And, and you know, just that, just that, <clears throat> that technique of ha- making yourself confident in posture before you go in to do something mm. is it, it, amazing. And we find that it's, it's some of the most dramatic results of this have been when people have confronted bullying behavior, for example, from other mm. kids. And we try and teach this to the kids <clears throat> um, as well uh, when we're working with kids. Um, and somebody's sort of shouting at you or, or you know, being aggressive towards you. And, in, and, and of course, we cringe and we, we yeah. sort of, draw down, yeah. don't we? Mm. And, and so the art is to actually use the posture and then just see, real curiosity um, and just say, excuse me, I'm just trying to understand what are you trying to achieve? <laughs> um, and, yeah, and of course, you know, the other person's got nowhere to, to go. I mean, they can tell you shouting. You just stand there and say, oh, OK, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'll ask you a question, you know, you answer it in, in your own time um, and having the confidence to, to do this and realizing just how weak they, they are now, they have now become. Mm-hmm. And then when they do, do start to respond, you say, okay, well, let me explain to you what you did achieve. The impact mm-hmm. you had was this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's <clears throat> tools and techniques like that, which, which are about just reframing the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody, it's, they are no longer in control of you. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what we've really noticed. And I think that it has helped us to just really be very aware of those thoughts and then how to shape them into a different avenue. And whether we have the conversation with that um, imposter thought in a different way, a kind way, but we have it in a coach or something helping us to do that. And then Mm. really quickly flipping it. We're staying less in that big bubble of yuck and more into that Okay, well, there, thank you. Is there any learning in that, what, what that one is saying? Or no, I'm moving that way. While uh, imposter syndrome can have uh, a negative effect on how we show up, we're curious to learn about um, your perspective on the upside of imposter syndrome and balance self-doubt and how it might help us when we have uh, those imposter thoughts. I think... We don't have these emotional reactions for no for, for no good reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, you know, they're they're there to 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 help us 
to raise our awareness. It's when we let the fear that's associated with, with that um, overwhelm us that we forget to, to, to use them in the, to use those that those those self doubts in the most mm. effective way. Mm. You know, if, if if I suddenly turn up to do a speech or a podcast like this without any preparation at all, mm. um, just be, you know that that's it, it's going to not be as effective. Mm. Yeah. So and so self doubt you know self doubt makes you say okay now let me just go and check what should I say what are the questions I'm going to be asked what how do I want to respond broadly um and you know don't doesn't need to go into vast detail but just a sense of direction and purpose and and, and, and groundedness yeah before we begin and and, it, and and I think that that for me is 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 how you you make it work it makes us more aware of how our arrogance can get in the way. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we're noticing as we, um, you know, dive into uh, imposter syndrome and, and, you know, all the challenges that are arising, you know, that, that arise for people and in ourselves, definitely, I, I know definitely in myself, there has been a shift in that awareness. And, and as you notice, um, you know, notice those thoughts uh, and, and, and notice how they show up and, and, and what I choose to do with them because I have a choice, don't I? And, um, you know, people have a choice in how they meet, um, meet that and they can, they can use it as, um, I think we've called it psychological fuel. You can use it as psychological <laughs> fuel to propel forward in, in a, a much more positive way that, that you own. We all need an we all need an Eric. An Eric. An Eric. Now, what? Oh, is that your imposter name? Uh, well, this is, this is the name of my of the, the little inner voice that tells you what and what, how useless I am. <laughs> <clears throat> and what we've learned is it's important to give them a name. Mm. Um, working with somebody the other day, and then theirs is now called Nagatha. Nagatha. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I could make mine that one. I think now. <laughs> mine's and bob mine is bob and leanne's is lucy but i uh, think i need to change it to nagatha <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 when i when when i recognize that that, that that eric's you know preventing me doing things well <clears throat> i close my eyes and I, and, I, and I imagine that eric is sitting on my desk uh, at the end of my desk and i and 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 i have a real conversation with him <laughs> um and so I, I, I listen intently because, I, because he's there, he's, try, he's trying to protect me, he's looking after my interests. So, mm -hmm. you know, so I listen intently and then I say, thank you very much, Eric. I really appreciated mm -hmm. your, 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 your thoughts, but what I've decided to do is this. Yeah. And so what I've done is, is <clears throat> it's just like it was, it's just the same way as a physical, real friend. Yeah. Would you, yeah. and you think that no, I'm not going to go with that. So now I've left Eric behind. Yeah. And his and his and his little voice or, or Nagatha. Uh, uh. <laughs> I am changing mine. I, I do call mine Bob with the children I work with. There's a long story on that one, but I can't change it now because they know that it's Bob. So I have to keep that story. But for everybody else, it's going to be Nagatha. <laughs> you know, Eric, Lucy, Nagatha, uh, Bob, whoever that you know. Who, Whatever their name, they they are very good at sitting there and 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 nattering away, 
and and you know when we um uh you know notice those um things that they're saying to us it, it can it can feel quite uh depleting and and i and i love the way that you um you know as, as you were sort of talking about eric sit, sitting on the table at the end of the table having a conversation i, I love that perspective and and i th- think you know as, as we've sort of gone along with our conversations we talk about the inner coach and you know we have an mm-hmm. eric um you know or you know mine being lucy the, the you know the 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 voice of self-doubt well you know, what are we going to call our inner coach so <laughs> So I haven't found a name for my inner coach yet, but 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 I but I but I really uh, warm to that uh, conversation piece of you know just imagining my imposter sitting there and 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 us having this conversation. There are some people um, actually have a, have a little puppet, a minion. I don't know if one person has. So you get your you know, sort of it's quite a foot high, uh, and you've got a foot high minion that you have this conversation with, and it makes <laughs> nuts, but it's um, but it works. Oh, it is a good one to have as a real visual. Yeah. <laughs> hey, David, I'm just thinking with that sort of inner coach and thinking of your field in coaching, would you have any questions or very useful or powerful questions that you might use to help the inner coach to really get you in the right place to achieve that sort of balanced self-doubt that you talk about? Yeah, I mean, one, a question I, I, I often ask is, is um, how, can I, how can I find the fun in this? I love that. I think that should be for everyone every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what can I learn from this? Yeah. What experiment? Mm, yeah. How can I treat this as an experiment? And what do I want to learn from that experiment? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I think, you know, some of the, you know, when we do ex- experience challenge or, or you know, disappointment, uh, tr- looking at it in a, uh, through a different lens of, of you know that opportunity um you know a, a lesson or um you know, to grow from certainly changes um uh, you know how we see the situation and i love i love that question you know what you know what can i learn from this yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I love i um a practical example um uh it, it comes up frequently but um Somebody doesn't. They're in a in a room that they feel they're the most junior person in the room, mm-hmm. um, and and it is quite interesting. We we sometimes use status maps in in teams and say who feels more who yeah where do you think you are <coughs> in the status map of this team, yeah. and then we get people to share it and the, you get the support of your colleagues because your colleagues no 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 I thought you yeah. were more superior than me yeah <coughs> so so you basically it's a wonderful way to get that collegial support to get to, mm. to, to, to do you know, to do statusing and, ra- and ranking within the team and what, mm. what what is it that gives you that that sense um, positive or negative mm. but but if somebody doesn't speak up at meetings they feel you know constrained from speaking up, up at meetings mm. we, we help them simply say okay so what are the three things that you feel it's important you say at this meeting? Mm. Um, and everything else doesn't matter. You don't have to, you, you, you just accept that you may not speak up at any other point during the meeting, but you're going to make those three key points come what may. Mm. So you've now, you've now got your focus on not on everything that's going on, but it's now really narrow. Mm. And, and that laser focus on the three things I points I'm going to make. Yeah, I can see that would uh, be a great approach, especially, you know, when those 
um, thinking patterns arise where we start to, you know, we, we might um, hold back from saying something in the room, but, you know, for for the um, fear of, you know, saying, feeling like we're a fraud in some way. But if we've got a bit of a plan, which I which I think is, is you know, what, what you're proposing, if we have that, a bit of a plan of how we're going to approach that with those three questions or the three points, then, then um, we, um, we can show up stronger in that arena. And the confidence um, grows because you've got that plan to hold you, mm. um, you know, and, it, and, and maybe that self-compassionate hold of I've got this because I only need to do this narrow, like you say, small piece, that's achievable. Yeah. 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 Absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, yeah. I think that's one one of the greatest um, gifts that I think we're sharing with our, um, or I probably shouldn't say I think, I'm pretty sure we know because we've got feedback. A lot of our um, listeners are really enjoying learning about the different ways that we can really help in those situations and using it in different fields so that they go, oh, yes, I've, I do go to all these meetings, but I never say anything because you know, who am I to say anything? So that strategy in just itself of narrowing down a few questions that are really important at the time for you to have a go at and to say them and then get rid of everything else. I love that. Thank you. In many of our conversations, David, we've been uh, noticing the important connection between self-compassion, you know, having courage and, and self-awareness um, and, and, you know, using that to, to stand up to our imposter thoughts. Uh, can you help us to understand how the four C's of um, compassion, courage, curiosity and connectedness um, have a role in, in freeing us from our imposter thoughts? Well, the four C's came out of a study we did a few years ago um, where we were trying to look at, we were looking at what are the, quali- the, 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 the core characteristics or qualities of great leaders and the core qualities and characteristics of great coaches. And surprise, surprise, they turned out to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and these, these four C's, that having, having the, 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 uh, the compassion to be able to, to really to, 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 to empathise but go beyond empathy into wanting to do something about things. And it does start with having compassion for yourself. It's very hard mm-hmm. to have compassion for us. Working in the, the, in the health services at the moment, one of the big issues that we're, that we're dealing with is that people have got compassion fatigue for others. Yeah. And they, they, they basically, um, and, and part of that is because they're, they're exhausted. They, and, and they, they have driven themselves. And they've yeah. lacked so compassion for yourself, compassion for others. They tend to go, to, to go together. And so rekindling that compassion for yourself is an important part. Mm. Forgiving yourself for things. Absolutely. Um, and learning how to um how, how to how to to see the reaction that you have to other people if you're irritated by somebody else you know mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> what what would what would be the the impact if you had more compassion towards them yeah yeah i love that that's question. a great way of, of once you start thinking like that you might you open the doors for greater compassion for yourself mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> the the um, the, the courage. This is about asking those difficult questions of yourself and other people to face up to things we don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or consider. Um, uh, and a lot of that relating to what we're going to let go. Yeah. 
so much of an imposter syndrome arises because people are hanging on to baggage from the past. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> for coaches, for example, um, the, um, the guilt that coaches feel for not following the process. Yes. You know, the, the, the dreadful grow model, you know, get rich or what. Um, it, it's, it, it's- I just to get rid of it. <laughs> but, you know, there. You, you feel that you're not doing it right if you don't mm. follow the model. And of mm. course, as you, and our research on maturity shows us, actually, you know, you, you, the sooner you outgrow these simplistic, uh, mm. narrowly applicable um, tools, and actually allow you to, to bring your whole self to coaching, yeah. the more effective you become. Mm. So, 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 so the courage to really face up to the fact that you're going to go into the unknown, that the uncertainty is okay, but not the, the state of not knowing mm. is actually a very healthy place to be. It, it's called mm. liminality, the state of being between yes. one state and the next. Yeah. Um, actually recognizing that if we can savor and enjoy not quite knowing where we are, but thinking actually where I'm going to is a good place. Mm. And yeah. building that picture of what that looks like is so helpful too, isn't it? To, to visualise it. And, and that's a really good coaching strategy I know I use. And once people can see that, then they know the pathways close, you know, getting closer and closer is just easier if they've got a picture. Love that. <laughs> so the other two Cs are, of course, uh, curiosity, which is about really being interested in other people mm. from who they are. Because when yeah. you get there's a fascinating piece of research just recently that says um, the um, the people dread having conversations with with with, with people, more more than just surface conversations with people they don't know. Yes. Um, but in these in case experiments, you have small talk, <laughs> and it's always very embarrassing because when you do small talk with a stranger, you neither of you actually knows when to finish the conversation. Yeah. Um, so, but what, what they also did was they got to experiment with having small, small talk with strangers and having deep conversations with strangers. Mm. And what they found pretty universally was once you start got a deep conversation with a stranger, A, it's so, so much easier, but B, it was, it, it was actually much more, they enjoyed it more mm. than they expected. And yeah. so uh, it, it's, it's that, it's that being curious enough to be able to have those conversations yeah yeah i love that, that. opens up the heart too doesn't it because mm. you get to learn more about those people in such mm. a different way a much deeper way and it, it is we did one um in our map course and we went out and spoke to some of people that were homeless um and you know for some people it was very confronting but when we did have those conversations it was so beautiful and people left tearing crying but also felt like they became their friends with these beautiful people that had the most magnificent stories to tell it was wonderful it's, yeah. it's, it it's really is lovely to be able to do that and, the, and that's the, the fourth c the connectedness yes and that, and that particularly reflects um what, uh, what i like to draw the, the um the connection with um ubuntu the, oh yes so, yeah i am because we are yeah uh, and and i love that um I, I guess you know one of the things we first things we learn in in well-being science is the importance of connect connectedness and and how important that is for uh, our well-being and and um you know in in any context 
you know, having that connection as, um, you know, between our clients, uh, between our friends and families and acquaintances uh, really does um, shift um, the, the quality of the conversations that, 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 that we can have and I guess inspires that curiosity perhaps, David. Yeah, yes. They're all, they all interconnect with each other. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I don't think you can have one without the other. I just don't think you can. Absolutely. David, I know we're getting to that um, tricky part of the night where we say goodbye from us at nighttime, but also have a wonderful day for you. But besides your um, own fantastic work, which we will share in the show notes, if that's okay for you, is there an app or a book or a podcast or a TED Talk, something that you think you would be able to recommend to our listeners today? Gosh, there's always another book yes. <laughs> um, coming, coming through. Uh, a book called Collective Practice for Coaches. Oh, really interesting. So, how you, you know, so, so um, be a book of contributed, um, it's a uh, handbook with contributed chapters, um, yes. which I think is, 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 is uh, will be, be helpful. But in, in terms of, 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 um, uh, of apps, one of the is powerful questions for people. Oh, yes. So, it's from a book we did some years ago. But now you can get it as an app and you, you, you want a powerful question um, uh, in a particular. So you, it gives you just a scenario and then, then, then at least half a dozen questions to ask. Um, oh, I love that. Fantastic. Is that out yeah. already, David, or on its way? It, it, it's, it's on its way. We're very shortly oh. out. Yeah. We'll have to get back wait. in contact with you when, once it's out. We'll share yeah, that yes, around. We, <laughs> yes. Uh, another one, we, 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 we are... Um, We've been doing a lot of work in recent years of, of, of complex adaptive systems uh, mm. within teams. So every team is a complex adaptive system within other complex adaptive systems. Mm. Uh, and so the PERIL app, that PERIL stands for purpose and motivation, external relationships, um, in, in, internal relationships, um, um, that's the R. Uh, the I is your, your internal processes. And then there's learning and leadership. Oh, beautiful! Um, and these in, these factors interconnect to create the functional or dysfunctional team, and that's uh, and that that app is will be available at the end of this month. Oh, so. congratulations! That's fantastic work. We'll pop those definitely into the show notes for others. So, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And David, as we were um, starting this evening, getting ready uh, before we were recording, um, you mentioned that you have something for coaches with. Uh, students is is that right could you tell us a yes, bit more about we, that we've been working for a few years on on, on <clears throat> learning how to 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 enable school kids to become effective coaches and mentors to each other oh, uh, we found that you know as young as as 10 or even eight we can get kids the kids can really take this and 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 they pick it up so fast compared mm. to adults so we've got the objective of getting five million school-age coaches and mentors over a five-year period and we're planning, we are now in, in the final stage of revising them at the, uh, the, the tuition materials for the younger kids. Um, we hope to have those out and available later this year. It's called Cool Coaching and Mentoring for Kids. Well, that sounds ah. fantastic. Now, that's right up my alley, David. So we need to chat because I work with young children in, um, from our five or three-year-olds all the way to, um, we've got a year 12 as well, but we 
my my niche is in the early years so from our five-year-olds to um, probably eight-year-olds and I do see a lot of coaching that we do with them and I see them being little coaches without doing any extra coaching thing it's amazing so yeah congratulations that's going to be fantastic and what a beautiful gift to give the world um, through children because that's going to help them with so many other things so that's fabulous thank you yeah. Well, it's helped well, employers too, because if you know, employers spend hire all these people, they then they they they, they, they learn bad management or bad leadership approaches approaches from from their bosses. They then get made a leader themselves, and the companies have got to have got to try and bash coaching and mentoring into them. Mm. As if they can come with those skills straight from school, mm. so much better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so so many things to look forward to, David. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, we have really loved this discussion with you and we, we are so grateful for your time. Uh, we have one last question for you, and that is um, we'd like to invite you to share uh, with our listeners a self, self-care strategy that, that you think that they might enjoy or one that you're using at the moment. Well, the simplest one and one of the most effective that I like to use is on a daily basis. Um, but particularly when I'm feeling a bit you know, battered, mm. what's the one kindness that I could offer myself today? Oh, beautiful. Love that. The one kindness I could offer myself today. Oh. Thank we you. Spend so much time being kind to other people. We forget we can be, but being kind to ourselves is important. Mm. Yeah. And doesn't it make you feel so much more relaxed when you know that you can have the permission to do that? Yeah. Oh, David, you're quite an inspirational man. So thank you so much for having us. Wow. He is hilarious. I had no idea he was that funny. I heard that his um one of his strengths was humour, but I had no idea how awesome he was. I could have listened to him all night. And I really do want to go and see him one day when we'll go over to London and we will um, go on to and watch him do his comedy stand-up. <laughs> what a brave man. Love it. Oh, what was so your what did, takeaway? Oh, what you- one, I had a couple actually. Well, there's a lot, but I'll just talk, say two. Mm. One of the big things that I liked about that is to find the fun in it. Yeah. So, and what I took away from that is a whole lot of things, but one in particular, when we've got that imposter syndrome, you know, it can be really, really negative and really bark at you. But when you have the inner coach on the other side to really help you to transition with, or hang on a minute, what parts of those are actually real and not, but also to have a bit of fun and approach the inner coach in a critic really mm. with some sort of sense of what's the fun in that well actually okay but you know what it's okay I'm gonna do it anyway yeah you know like so you're playing around with that sort of thought give a bit of humor into how you might deal with that imposter thought you know the other thing that he talked about Lisa was posture and yeah. you know I, I immediately thought my head went immediately to Amy Cuddy and, and presence yes. oh, and I just know. and just thinking about um how uh True, that is. Openness again. Yeah. When we when we change the way we stand, Mm. uh, you know, adapting that superhero, if you like, just you know, even just mentally thinking it can can bring about Mm. a shift in how we approach. And that breath, that real mindfulness, three breaths where you're open right up, it brings all that beautiful oxytocin in and just calms you. I I so agree. Another one that I had there was 
the impact, and he talked a lot about the impact that it has. So if you have a thought that's telling you to do something, but you think the impact is going to be really awful, you're not going to act on that. So then think about, well, what is the decision you are going to make and challenge the imposter thoughts Mm -hmm. and then have the courage to really change that trajectory. I can't even speak this time of the night. And then, you know, what would that impact even look like? And go for it. Go to the edge and fly. Go to the edge and fly. I love that. And Mm -hmm. and, um, I need to find that poem. I think as we're experimenting more, we're getting better at getting at close to the edge and mm. just flying, if you like, aren't we? Yeah. That that whole, the more you do it, the point I'm trying to make here is the yeah. more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more you learn, the mm. more you um, can grow in your curiosity even. And, and I, I loved the perspective of, uh, you know, going into the meeting with three things, three oh, points. Yeah. I thought that was really clever, especially if, if um, you know, the imposter uh, can get really busy and, and, and really And over-catastrophize. Yes. You know, like seriously, it's not that hard, but bring it right down if it is yes. and just do the small steps. So we talked a lot about the small steps. Start small. That's one thing. Fine. That's two or three fine just small steps forward and I it might surprise it was, you yes and and you know the other thing that I thought was very interesting where he talked about the status maps yeah. that, that that he did um and how people saw themselves and how they saw others others saw them as well yes yeah. very interesting it reminded me a little bit of our best selves when you're writing about your best yes. self or your future self and your future self is talking back to you yes science and I think that that's such a great thing that we have sometimes those internal conversations that tell us we're not great, but in actual fact, other people think so differently. You and I have had that conversation mm. where you've said some things and I've gone, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> seriously, this is how I see you. And you go, no, you know, it happens all the time. We're yeah. all the same. We are all humans and we do that, but we can choose to make some decisions on I think the way forward, whether we're yeah. going to go into that really pity city that we talked about the other day yeah. or you know, start putting some of these strategies in place and experiment. Be curious and have a go. If it doesn't work this time, maybe next time. Maybe next time, exactly. And, you know, the other thing he said was, uh, you know, seeking the right questions. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if we're recruiting our inner coach to, um, you know, coach us through these things, I, I like his perspective with Eric, actually. I love that yeah. he's got an Eric, like we've got a Lucy in a bowl. <laughs> they were not common anymore. We thought we were just the only ones. <laughs> but I like the perspective of, of him having a conversation with that. So, yeah. so you know, in, in that light, you know, thinking of the right questions in that conversation, with Eric. <laughs> um, you know, that's tapping into that cognitive behaviour therapy too, where we're trying to shift, shift it. That switch, yeah. And being that, being so aware of it and then moving it. And I think that's where, from our very, very first introduction, we talked a lot about um, Elizabeth Gilbert when she wrote in Big Magic about that scenario, about taking control of that imposter thought or that yeah. inner critic or whatever you want to call it, your Bob, your Eric, your Lucy, whoever it is, name it so that it's a thing that's not necessary. Is it going to serve you or not? And I think that's the most important. I think it's time to go, but um, he was lovely.
thank you for listening to the Imperfect Us podcast. As always, we are extremely grateful for our executive producer, Brenton Ainsworth, for helping us to put this episode together and the incredible music throughout the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone you care about. And we would be grateful if you could rate this podcast on iTunes. If you know someone who has a great story to share about how to live with imposter thoughts, then please get in touch with us. To find out more about Leanne and Lisa, we welcome you to connect with us on LinkedIn and our socials. Bye for now. Bye for now.